If you've lived life very long, I don't have to tell you, life is hard. Life is beyond hard. Life is just brutal. <laughs> um, you know, even if you're having a good day and things are going your way, you're probably not going to get out of that day with something happening that's going to be discouraging. So what do you do with that? It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen throughout life. What do you do with that? Well, here's the temptation. The temptation is just to go crawl in a hole somewhere. You know, one of the blessings that I have is I have a little farm that, you know, I get to work on sometimes and kind of get away from people and, and rest for a while. And sometimes I, I dream about, you know, if, if I had enough money, I could just stay out here and just, you know, not go out into the world and, and, and you know, because and engage in, in all the things that happen. And it can be tempting to do those things. It can be tempting to uh, try and check out through putting things in our body like sugar or caffeine or alcohol or something stronger, whatever it is. Just to uh, check out through a TV and kind of go into another world. Just, just to just check out. But here's what I want to share with you. Your life matters. Like it matters. Like, even if you don't think it matters, it matters. Your life and your choices, the choices that you make every day impact other people. I don't care if you're traveling on the road somewhere, somewhere you've never been, and you go into a gas station and you have a brief encounter with the person behind the register. Your choices, your attitude, how you talk, everything is going to impact their life. And it's either going to be for the good or the negative. Every day, what you do, what you're doing here right now, how you're acting, and how you're acting, by the way, is a choice. No matter how you feel, how you act is a choice. As you go out, maybe you're going to go to a restaurant. Maybe you're going to go home and be around some family. Maybe you're going to go hang out with some friends. How you act, the things you do, the things you say, it is going to impact somebody's life. And you have a choice. You can own that influence or you can act like it's not there. You can say, well, it's their life, you know, their whatever. You know, I'm just going to do what, what I want to do. Your life, which is your choices, your choices are going to impact other people. And God wants to use that. The question is, are you willing to let him use it? And when I'm saying this, I'm not talking about you making all the right choices and, and, and always being good. Not talking about that at all. Because as a matter of fact, the scripture we're going to look at this morning is going to show that part of what qualifies us to be used of the Lord is experiencing His grace. And you know how you experience His grace? It's through our sin. Now, I'm not saying you need to sin to get to know God. I'm not saying that at all. But you know what? You're already a sinner. It's already there. You don't have to work at it. But it's through that that you're going to experience grace. And it's through you experiencing grace that you are going to be qualified. And what I mean by that is you're going to be opened up and God's going to be able to use you to impact other people. The question that I have for you this morning is, 
Are you on board with that? Are you willing to own that? Or do you want to pretend like your life doesn't matter? Because it does. I want to go to a scripture this morning. It's in John uh, chapter 21. John chapter 21. This is the Gospel of John. And this is toward the end of the Gospel. And this is going to be very familiar to some of you. Um, And before I read the, the text here, just to give you some background. So here's the situation. The person that we're going to be reading about has decided their life doesn't matter. They've decided they want to go crawl in a hole somewhere and just live out their days because they can't be used of the Lord. And you know why they're thinking that? Because they've messed up. I mean, they have messed up royally in the, the most vulnerable time of their friend's life, which was Jesus. They betrayed him. They absolutely betrayed him. And what's even worse is that before it happened, you know what they were doing? They were bragging about how they would never do it. How even if everybody else betrayed their friend Jesus, they wouldn't. And not only did they betray him three times. And not only did he betray him three times, the Lord told him he was going to do it. He didn't believe it. And then he did it. I mean, I want to say to you, imagine the shame, but you know what? I don't think I have to say that to you because I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to let the Lord down, to let the people I love down, and to feel that shame that says, I just need to go crawl in a hole somewhere. I want you to hear this. Here's what you're going to see in this passage. It's not your sin that qualifies you, but it is the grace that you will experience in the midst of your sin that will qualify you to minister to people. Because without that, you know what you are? You're Peter before he sinned. Well, let me say it this way. You're Peter before his eyes were opened to his sin. You're a sinner that doesn't see your sin. There's nothing worse. Because you know what that is? It's an arrogant person. It's an arrogant person who claims to know the right path and they don't. And everybody around them can see it except them. But God is so gracious, He's going to show you your sin. It's a grace. It's a mercy. It hurts. It hurts to see our sin. But it's a grace and a mercy because if you don't see your sin, you can't turn from it and you can't be healed. And so God's going to show it to you. And you know how God's going to show you your sin? He's going to take you through hard circumstances. And you're going to say, God, this isn't fair. Why are you allowing this to happen? What Peter went through, God could have protected him from it. Peter didn't have to be there when Jesus was arrested. He could have sent him off somewhere so that he didn't have to go through it. God didn't do it. God put him there for a reason. Because Peter needed to see what was in his heart. Because now, now that he saw what was in his heart, he could experience grace. And once he experienced grace, he would be qualified. He would have the opportunity now to be used of God to minister instead of being the arrogant person that he was who thought he could help when he couldn't help. If you've seen your sin, you're in a good place. Because now you're able to experience grace. And when you experience grace, 
you're able to extend it to others. Chapter 21, John. Jesus is risen from the dead. Peter is, is drowning in shame, and he's gone back to his old ways. I'm just going to go fish. I don't care that God's called me to do other things. I've proven I'm not worthy of it. And so I'm going to go somewhere else. Verse 15 says, After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Now when you read this, it might seem like... Um, God's saying to him, you're going to have to earn some things now. You're, you're going to have to go out and here's what I, I want you to do. And, and, you know, the fact that he's going through it three times, which he had denied him three times, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to make you pay for it, you know, three times. You're going to feel it. That's not what he's doing. I want you to think about this. He's saying, you are now able to go feed my lambs. He's not saying, go feed my lambs. You really messed up. You got a lot to make up for. He's saying, you have something to give them now. You didn't have anything before. You have something to give them. And what's he going to give them? He's going to give them the grace that he was given. Because he knows. He knows his sin. There is no excuse whatsoever. I mean, it was so laid out. God told him what he was going to do. He swore he would never do it. He did it, not just once, three times to drive it home. You know, because when you mess up once, you're like, oh, well, that was some weird circumstances. You know, if it hadn't been this, this, and this, I, I probably wouldn't have done it. But when we do it again, and we do it again, we reach this point like, huh. This is just who I am. And we want to just give up. But that's not what God said. God said, feed my lambs because now you've experienced grace and you have something to give them. So here's my question to you. How have you let God down? How have you let others down? I want to tell you that that is your opportunity to receive grace. And if you will receive it, okay? And here's how you don't receive it. You act like it's not there. You deny it. Oh, it's somebody else. I didn't really do that. Well, I mean, I did it, but you know, it wasn't totally my fault. You know, you find justifications. You go back to King Saul. That's what King Saul did. Well, you know, no, I obeyed you. You know, I just... If you do that, you're not receiving grace. You're, and you're not going to be able to minister. But if you will just say, God, I've I got no excuses. It is, it is as bad as you say. 
God will say, child, I love you. I forgive you because I've paid the price for you. And now you're able to go feed others. That's what God will say to you. So here's my question. I want you to go back to those things, those things that you don't even want to think about. And I want to tell you this. It's not the sin itself, but it's the grace that you experience in the midst of that that qualifies you. And God wants to take that and he wants to use it to minister to others. You know, I can remember uh, when I first came here, I was in a very humble place because I had experienced failure. And that was no accident. God had set that up because I needed to be in a humble place if God was going to use me. Now, the good and the bad news is the humbling wasn't done. <laughs> and it's still not, of course. God has us all on that course. But I want you to hear this. As hard as life is, you have choices in that. Okay? You can look for ways to try to forget about it. You can point the blame at other people. Or in the midst of it, you can say, God, I am absolutely desperate for you. And if you will go to God and you will say, I'm absolutely desperate for you, not only will he fill your heart, but part of the way that he will fill your heart is he will then begin to use you to minister to other people. What God began to do with Peter after this point is amazing. I mean, God began to spread the message in such a powerful way. Um, God used Peter to take the gospel to the people who were not God's people. The people that God's people had thought were, you know, outside of grace. God used Peter to take it out there. It's amazing what God did. But how did that happen? It happened through him experiencing grace and him receiving grace. Do you love the Lord? If your answer is yes, you know what Jesus is saying? Same thing. Feed my sheep. What's that look like? I don't know. But it looks like you serving somehow. What kind of giftings do you have? A lot of times, your giftings are connected with your weaknesses. You know why that is? It's because when God gives us giftings inside our weaknesses, we're less likely to think, oh, this is me. It's a strength of mine. But when we've experienced failure, we know I'm weak here. And that's many times the place that God wants to use you because you know, this is totally God. This is not me because I know who I am. So how does God want to use you? Oftentimes it's in those places, but listen to me. You must own your influence. You can say to yourself, oh, my life doesn't really matter. Uh, my life doesn't really matter in this church or, you know, whatever it is, there's other people. You're not owning your influence and you're not saying yes to the Lord at that point. Own your influence. God is able to use you. And again, your brokenness doesn't disqualify you. It's your brokenness that leads to your qualification through God's grace. So how does he want to use you? In the beginning of this, I prayed 
that the truth would come and, and break down the lies. Some of us are believing those lies that we're disqualified because of certain things. And maybe you've heard a preacher preach on that because there are a lot of them that do that. There are a lot of Pharisees still alive today and they love to preach and teach. But that's not God's word. And that's not who Jesus is. So I just want to say to you, God wants to use you. And again, it's not your sin that qualifies you, but it's the grace that God wants to give you in the midst of that that will qualify you. And I want to tell you this, that's where you're going to find life. You're not going to find life, you know, going off and doing that hobby that, you know, you enjoy doing. That's not real, where real life is. Hobbies are nice for rest. We all need rest. God's given me the farm. It's a blessing. I enjoy going out and just being on it. Do I want to stay there? No. No, I don't. Vacations. Vacations are nice. But have you ever noticed that vacations are nice when they're at a certain time length? If you go too long, they start to really stink. You hear what I'm saying? And if they're too short, you know, it's not good either. There's like this perfect place. It's the same way with any kind of rest. And if you're thinking, oh, permanent rest would be great, you know, can't wait till I can retire. Well, retirement can be nice in the sense that you have more control of your time. But if you think retirement is you just hanging around the house, there's no life in that. God wants to use you. How? I don't know. It's going to be unique. But the question is, are you willing to own your influence and say yes to God? Or are you going to sit over on the lie that Satan told you that says, well, I'm disqualified. Anybody who's messed up like me can't be used. In that place, there's nothing but darkness. And here's the thing. Your lack of making a choice is a choice. And it's impacting other people. It's, impact. it's not only not impacting people in a good way, it's impacting people in a negative way because others see it. The people that love you see it. They see that you're checked out. The people in your family, your friends, they see that you're checked out and it impacts them. Because maybe the Lord's trying to work in them and saying, I would like you to go do that. And then they think of you and they're like, well, that person's not. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just going to do what they're doing. You know, I think about uh, my kids, you know, and I, I think about my parents and grandparents. You know, I, 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 I think about them and what they did, and that impacts me in a major way. You know, if they did things well, I say to myself, they did it, I can do it. If they didn't do things well, it's harder. I think, well, you know, they messed up. Maybe that's just who I am. Your choices are going to impact people, but here's the good news. It's not about you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Not at all. That will disqualify you. You will be no good. It's about you saying, okay, God, you're able to use someone even like me. And it's in the midst of that. You know, think about this. Remember when uh, Jesus and his feet were anointed and the woman was sobbing? And, you know, you had the criticism towards her and he said, you know, who's going to love me more? The one who's been forgiven little or the one who's been, been forgiven much? It's the one who's been forgiven much. 
You got a lot of sin? God's not scared of it. His grace is able to cover it all. And maybe, and here's the thing, it's not about more sin. We've all got a lot of it. It's just a matter of whether we can see it or not. You know, some sin is, is acceptable in, in our uh, culture, if you will. Um, you know, if I go to work every day and I work hard and so on, uh, even if I'm a jerk, people will put up with it. Yeah, I, I've heard this before. You know, I've seen uh, coaches, for instance, just tear, you know, the, the, the people down that they're coaching. And people will say to me, oh, well, it's okay. He gets them to play good or she gets them to play good. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's not okay. But you hear what I'm saying? But the person who checks out and, you know, is laying in a ditch somewhere, I mean, you know, we, we see their stuff. But the person who's, you know, greedy, well, they're just a good per business person, you know, that's, that's stepping on people. You, you hear what I'm saying? So don't be thinking, well, I'm, I'm a worse sinner. No. If you can see your sin, it's a grace. It's a grace. Because there's many that can't. They can't see it. And again, you know, uh, when you think about King David and King Saul, King David, man after God's own heart, committed adultery and killed the guy who could have called him on the carpet for it. But he was a man after God's own heart. King Saul, King Saul just didn't do what God told him to and he played priest when he shouldn't have been. What was the difference between the two? One confessed and said, you're absolutely right. The other said, well, no, I, I obeyed you. That's the difference. If you will just be open with the Lord. And, and why wouldn't we? He knows it. We can't get around it. We can't talk him into anything. He knows it. Just be open with him. And then say yes. Say yes to you and own your influence. Own your influence. And allow God to use you. Don't run off and hide. Because you can't. People see you. Your choices matter. Own it. Allow God to use you and allow your story to be like Peter's. Who knows what it's going to be, but God is going to impact people. Lord, thank you.